Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everyone, welcome to today's Beacon. The way we prepare for things is very important. I'm talking about preparing for simple and ordinary things, as well as things to which we give more importance. Things which have lifelong effects. For example, how you prepare to start your day. For your work or even for dinner can impact the way you manage your time and how well you organise yourself to get through the day. Perhaps more importantly, how well you prepare for exams can have much bigger consequences. As a parent, the way you educate your child and the values you instill in him or her will decide what sort of person she or he will be and how they will live their lives. Pretty important. When you go on holiday, the more you prepare beforehand, the more time to relax you have once you are there. The same works for when you go on a journey. The stress levels are really low when you have done your homework. In the light of this introduction, I would like us to look at the story of Nehemiah. The Lord God put on his heart to rebuild Jerusalem's city wall. When you have time, I would encourage you to read the book of Nehemiah in the Bible. It's a very interesting and historical book. I would like us to look at chapter 2 from verse 11 to 20 and then at chapter 4. I went to Jerusalem and after staying there three days I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what God had put on my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no other mounds with me except the one I was riding on. By night I went through the valley gate towards the jackal well and the dung well gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on towards the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mind to get through. So I went up the valley by night examining the wall. Finally I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or the nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem's lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we no longer will be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king has said to me. They replied, Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work, but when Sambalat, the Haranite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Gashem the Arab heard about this. They mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you are doing? they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? 
I answered them by saying, The God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding, but as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any other his claim or historic right to it. If you read the first chapter of the book, you will see that Nehemiah had the blessing of the Babylonian king, which he was serving to return to Jerusalem and rebuild his walls. To begin with, Nehemiah inspected the damage he and the others had to deal with, and from the answer he gave to Sambalat, we see clearly that his trust was in the Lord his God. In chapter 4 we read the following. So, we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. For the people worked with all their hearts. But when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs and the Ammonites and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's wall had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, Before they know it, or see us, we will be right there among them and will kill them and put an end to this work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us, Ten times over, whenever you turn, they will attack you. Therefore, I sta stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall and the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows and armour. The officials posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. The wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon with the other, and each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But no man who sounded but the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is extensive and spread out. We we are widely spread from each other along the wall. 
Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work with half the men holding spears. From the first light till of the dawn till the stars came out. At that time I also said to the people, Have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night, so they can serve us as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I, nor my brothers, nor the man, nor the guards with me took their clothes off. Each had his weapon, even when he went for water. This is Nehemiah chapter 4, from verse 6 to 23. From reading the book of Nehemiah, we can see that it was the utmost importance that Jerusalem had its surrounding wall rebuilt. The wall had no defensive purpose, as the Jews were still under dominance of the Babylonians. Rather, the rebuild of the wall had a spiritual meaning. The Lord was restoring his nation and his people after the exile. We are going to explore this further on another occasion maybe. What I would like to draw your attention to is the way how Nehemiah leads the people through the threat posted by the nations around them. The first thing he, he did was to pray. Then he set armed guards around the clock. Everyone working on the wall was armed and ready to fight when necessary. Nehemiah did not only pray, but he prayed and prepared, and it was important that he did it in that order. He trusted God, but he was also ready to fight if God decided that he will give them the victory in that way. Let's think a little about our own lives and circumstances. What is your first response when you're faced with a challenge? I must say I'm not awfully proud of all my responses all the time. I'm sure you are better than me in this respect. I'm sure you respond the same way that Nehemiah did, which, as we have seen, was to pray and entrust his worries to the Lord. It's important that we pray and prepare for our battles and have an, have an open mind when it comes to the way in which God chooses to answer. Because God is not limited by what we can see or understand. If you walk closely with Jesus as Nehemiah walked closely with God, he will protect you. I would like to close with some of the lyrics from a Michael Smith called, song called Surrounded. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.